Hi, my name is Matthias, and this is V the People with V Magazine. It's a podcast, but really, it's also just me calling people from the confines of my bedroom. It's like calling friends, except for I'm less drunk, and their publicists are forcing them to talk to me. On March 27th, I spoke with 21-year-old musician Conan Gray. Access code or phone number you have dialed is incorrect. Please check your credentials and try again. It did take me a few times, but eventually I got the number right, and I did speak to Conan. His debut album, Kid Crow, had just come out on March 20th, so this was one week before we spoke. It turns out he is massively popular, and people really love his music. He has hundreds of millions of streams and 1.6 million Instagram followers. If I pull up his most recent post, here are some of the comments from fans. I've been waiting for so long. Heart, heart, heart. I wish you all the best. Heart. You deserve the world and more. Heart. King. I love you. Love you. I know we saw. Free Beats. DM me. I don't know who Beats is, but someone really wants to free him. Here's a little bit more about Conan, as told by Conan. I was born by the border of Kiwana in a town called Lemon Grove in California. I moved to Hiroshima, Japan. Parents got divorced, got remarried a billion times, a ton of money, trouble, moved to Texas, and did all of middle school and high school in a small town there was like constantly moving around and it made me a really, really shy kid. And so I never really spoke at all about anything. But I started writing songs when I was 12 and started putting the songs up online, as well as a bunch of other videos of me and my friends that I did eventually make. And then and then one of the songs went viral and I got kicked out of my house, used the money that I made off of that song, got into college, went to UCLA for a quarter, got signed after one quarter and started touring, and I've been on tour ever since then, and my debut album came out last week, so it's been a roller coaster. I googled Georgetown, Texas to try to find something interesting about it, but there's really not a lot there. If I scrape the bottom of the barrel, I'd go with the fact that it's like 30 miles away from Austin, and they're the red poppy capital of Texas. That's a flower. Anyway, Conan doesn't live there anymore. I am sitting in bed in my house in LA. But I wondered if he'd rather be back home. No, I there. I definitely just earlier today was like, oh, I, I wish I could just like get in my car and drive around. But so where would I drive in LA to like, I don't know, downtown? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I do miss, I kind of wish that I could be like driving around in the hills of Texas because I'm from basically like the hill country, which is like an hour away from Austin. It's a town called Georgetown. And there's just like, there's definitely a suburb, it's suburbia, but you drive, you know, 10 minutes in one direction and it's just cows and, and trees and hills. Anyway, now Conan's stuck like the rest of us, but he's in LA. They have hills and trees there, but unfortunately they have less cows. I asked him when he first realized he'd be staying put for a while. Yeah, I think for kind of musicians, mostly we started really realizing how severe it was a little earlier than maybe the rest of the world because, you know, all of us kind of rely on touring as our main source of income and touring started getting shut down pretty fast and kind of quicker than people were being told to stay inside their homes or not go to work. So I think by the time we got to this week where we all stayed inside and the whole world has stayed inside, which is really, really good because we really need to, I think, you know, I'd already been basically just like quarantining for like a couple weeks by then. So for me, it's like week three. I think for the rest of the world, it's like week one. Like all of us, Conan's plans for 2020 got canceled. But unlike my plans, his were actually exciting and of substance. Yeah, I mean, like I was 
supposed to be playing Coachella like in a couple weeks, basically. And they got moved to October. And like just hearing like, oh, October, I'm like, oh, this, this thing is probably not actually going to be better until October, you know? It's like crazy to think about that. But I think also like the quicker we work extra hard and like extra diligently to take care of each other and not go outside and take care of ourselves, like it will, like less people will die and we will be like, we'll be out of our homes faster. So I think everyone just needs to take it seriously because it's just going to take forever if we just go give it to each other. Do you live alone in LA or are you with other people, roommates and whatnot? Yeah, I used to live with my bass player, but she just moved out like last month, which is just kind of ironic because it's like, oh yes, of course, we're completely alone. So <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm all alone now, but it's weird for me because all of my extroverted friends are going insane. You know, they're like losing their minds, but I'm so used to sitting at home just like writing songs and doing stuff so I'm like kind of unfazed by being stuck at home so I've been chilling and I think that the extroverts can learn a few things from the introverts like how to manage being alone. Conan's making good use of the downtime by checking in with himself after releasing the album. I after I finished the album I had a, a moment where I was thinking like oh it's been a really 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 long time since I have had to sit with myself you know like just sit by myself with my own thoughts with like nothing to do it's been years basically since I've had like a big period of time like this and so I think collectively like the whole world is feeling that feeling of oh my gosh I've been ignoring myself for years now and all of a sudden I have to just like sit with myself and I think that's probably the main thing for people who are like not directly affected by it at the moment it's just like oh we're so so alone right now which is a scary thing regardless of the fact that there's a massive you know thing happening in the world where people are getting sick and and stuff like that i think it's just it's confusing to be alone Conan's working on new music, which isn't some, like, reveal, because musicians are always working on new music, but I wondered if the current circumstances were inspiring or hindering or just how it was affecting him creatively. Uh, I'm definitely writing a lot. I mean, like, even right before this interview, I was, like, trying to finish the song really fast before I got got onto this call, (laughs) because also once I started talking, there's no way I would, like, remember it. But I do think it's weird. It's a weird moment, because I tend to write about my life, and my world and I think me and everyone else's world is just kind of on pause right now and it's like in shock so the songs I'm writing I don't I don't know I don't really know it's just interesting I'm writing songs that feel physically different to what I would normally write I think just because it's a weird time like a lot of artists Conan writes his music about his personal life And I guess I wondered, like I do again with a lot of artists, if they ever feel weird writing a song about somebody knowing that that person might hear it. Yeah, yeah. And definitely there's definitely been a few people from my hometown who like heard the songs and thought they were about them. And I'm like, I swear, I swear it's not, I didn't write this about you. (laughs) But I definitely think there's definitely a risk in writing about my own life just as honest as it is but in the moment of me writing a song I don't at all think about whether whether it's too personal at all because I think that music needs to be personal in order to really resonate with people and and people aren't dumb and people can tell when something is written by someone or people can tell when when something is a real emotion and so I try to just 
I, I really don't think about it. I don't even have to try. It's just I just don't think about it. And the repercussions that I face afterwards, I'm willing to deal with just because I think it's more important that the music feels real and, and is real than, you know, maybe someone texts me and is like, oh, why'd you write that song about me? And I'm like, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's like the payoff is worth the emotional gamble of putting it all out there. Yeah. And also it's like people can relate to really specific things in my own life more than like a general, like, you know, I, like, I love when I'm listening to a song and they bring up something really, really tiny. Like with my song, Heather, I was like, I wanted to talk about the sweater that they were wearing because I just like, everyone knows about the sweater, you know, but it's a very specific thing. I think it's important to just be as honest as possible because people are always going to relate to honesty over, I don't know, maybe drama or fantastical giant things. You know, people will always relate to something that's just a fact because it's, it's human. When I write, I usually write about my personal life. Almost, I mean, that's basically all I write about is my own life. That's just kind of what I'm used to. And so weirdly, in a way, my personal life is really, really dry and unchanging. So a lot of the songs do kind of hit pretty hard very hard if I'm going to be honest still even though I did write them about like six months to a year ago at this point and but it is a little bit strange because also I think it should be noted that the process of writing a song about something like is a very healing thing in itself so some of the songs I listened to and I was like um you know once it was out a week ago it came out a week ago when I was sitting there in bed afterwards listening to to the album like knowing that it's actually out in the world, there are a few things that I was like, why was I so upset about this? You know, like, why, <laughs> why did I let this one, like, tiny thing ruin my life? And a lot of my friends texted me after the album came out because they hadn't heard it yet either. Like, my friends back home in Texas, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't know you were going through, like, such a hard time. Like, you you could have just reached out. Like, I'm here for you. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I'm already over it. I also asked Conan if he could sort of see any light at the end of the tunnel or some sort of good positive change that could be brought about from everything that's going on right now yeah i mean the effects that this is going to have for the rest of human history is kind of hard to tell right now and honestly i'm hoping that if we handle this as well as we possibly can and like really take care of each other that like we will hopefully leave the situation as safe as possible you know and i think that from like a like infrastructure standpoint or like a political standpoint. My my sister and my mother and my grandmother and my aunt are all in the medical industry. You know, they're all they were all nurses at one point or another in their life. And and my sister is a nurse right now. And it's it's just really it's a really stressful time for all the hospitals. But also it's more frustrating because a lot of the things that they need just aren't being given to them because of random political disputes that are like genuinely costing human lives because someone doesn't want to give someone something or something like that just because of politics, which is just so ridiculous. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's a life that we're talking about, you know? Yeah. My sister's just, like, really... I think everyone at every hospital is going above and beyond to, like, do things that that need to save lives, you know? And, and it's, like, a big infrastructure problem, mostly, above all. But also, I think, for me, as a writer who, like, is going to come out of this situation kind of, like... You know, I'm not touring, but other than that, I'm still kind of living a practically normal life, like sitting at home writing songs as I normally do. Like, I think it mostly just made me realize how, I guess, what exactly it is about being alive that I think is important, which is just 
right now, but I probably won't hug my friends for like another couple months. Speaking of hugging friends, I guess you have a potential new friend in Taylor Swift. <laughs> the day before I spoke to Conan, Taylor Swift Instagram storied his album, listening to the song Wish You Were Sober. And she wrote, obsessed with this whole album, but this song right here is a masterpiece. It feels like 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 my whole world is crashing in on me. Like, uh, it was so, I mean, it was just, she was just so sweet. And the fact that she like, oh my gosh. I mean, like, cause the, like, Wish You Were Sober, which is the song that she talked about, is a song that I wrote by myself in my bed. Like, and the fact that like she, like one of the best pop writers of all time, has anything nice to say at all and says the nicest things I don't I think anyone could have ever said to me as a writer. Like like it's such an honor and so so special to me. Like I don't think I'll ever be able to really grasp that that that, that happened. Yeah. I texted all I mean I texted my best friend back home and all my friends texted me back home and you know, we were all raised by Taylor Swift music. That's just a fact, you know? <laughs> um her first album came out when I was like seven years old. So you can imagine how much she's impacted my life. Okay, at the end of these, I always just do kind of like a rapid fire, a bunch of questions about absolutely nothing. The first one is, if you could go to dinner with anybody in the world, living or dead, who would it be? Ooh, I think I'd ask Taylor Swift (laughs) for dinner and I would just like ransack her brain for everything that she could ever tell me. I think it'd be so interesting. When did you last cry in front of another person and when did you last cry by yourself? Last time I cried in front of another person was probably when I was last on tour in October. There were a couple times where I was singing the, my songs of story on stage and, and something about just having people there, like listening to, to me speak where, you know, people before didn't, didn't listen to me. It just makes me super emotional to see the juxtaposition between how my life used to be and how it is now. And last time I cried alone, honestly, this week, it's been a crazy week because, like, you know, my album came out, but also, like, the world is in shambles. What is your most treasured memory and why? Gosh, my most treasured memory? That's really hard. I think that my most treasured memory, I think one of my favorite memories of my whole entire life was the day before I moved out of Texas all the way to California to go to college. All of my friends all were driving to my house and they all drove to my house without me being home and all set up a surprise birthday party, (laughs) but um, not birthday party, just like a surprise going away party. And then it started torrential raining and there was a tornado warning. So they were all trapped inside my house. I still wasn't home yet. I got home. There was party stuff everywhere and I was really confused. (laughs) And then I opened my bathroom door and like 12 of my friends were just like hiding inside of my (laughs) bathroom as well as like my parents and like like my mom and my sister. And it was just like the most hilarious memory because like we were having a goodbye party inside of a tornado and (laughs) and like there was no electricity and it was just one of those memories of like this is so perfectly imperfect and uh, I don't think I'll have this again. I mean that's such like a shit storm literally but with like a lot of silver linings. (laughs) But like in the best way like imagine opening your your bathroom door and like 12 of your friends are like sitting on the toilet. I don't even think I have 12 friends right now like I don't remember how social like the social world works these days so. Yeah open your bathroom right now to 12 of your friends 
I can promise you if I open my bathroom right now, there ain't nobody sitting in there. <laughs> he, might, he might hallucinate them at this point. I'm at week two, you're at week three, so maybe by week three I'll start hallucinating. Okay. One can hope. That was my conversation with Conan Gray. You can go stream his album on streaming platforms. You can buy his album, I guess, on buying platforms. You can probably see him in concert sometime, some year, whenever concerts become legal again. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast. Let us know who you would like on the next episode. And yeah, my name is Matthias. This is V the People with V Magazine.